0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart.
1: Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
0: Golden, Colorado.
1: Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at microsoft.com teams. to a real man.
0: Podcast. It's Chris Liss, your host. My co-host is Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports, not the Nutless Monkey, even though his image is on the Nutless Monkey Twitter account. Dalton Del Don, what's going on?
1: Yeah, part of it is that I, I don't probably follow it. If I followed it more closely, I probably wouldn't be as as patient. But things are things are good. Just, you know, middle of football season, nothing too new going on. We man, we almost it's frustrating that Monday night loss. We almost we're on a roll there. And 3-1-1 one, and one sounds a lot better than 2-2-1 two, two, and one in the Super Contest.
0: It was a really frustrating game because there are a couple plays. Like, they had went sacked on third and three, and they would have got the ball back down seven. And he fucking squirted out of that easy sack and got a long first down and basically sealed the game. There's another, you know, the, that long touchdown was a second and 16. Like, there were just a couple pivotal plays that really cost them. It wasn't a terrible pick. We should have... You know, There were a couple picks we should have done differently, but it is what it is. We're still kind of in it. We just have to have a good week this week. I feel good about this week's games, by the way.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, I haven't looked at your picks yet. Um, yeah, I fought for the Patriots. We had that pretty easily in the Sunday night game. That Monday night game was actually doubly frustrating for me. No one was here about fantasy teams, but in Stopa, I, I had a 96% chance of winning, even though the, that that is always off. But uh, Liz Loza had um, Jordan Reed against me, and I had... Eagles D Josh Dawson and uh, Rob Kelly and of course Reed catches his first two touchdowns of the season one at the very very end when I was up like 7 points and it was 8 points that play at the very end so very frustrating there but um so it goes
0: yeah I feel terrible for you so I Sure you do This week I dropped Cody Kessler and then he was named the starter but of course he wasn't named the starter sorry he was he was he got in there, and I thought he'd be the starter this week. It turns out he's not. But which is a,
1: insane that he's not, by the way. But.
0: but like halfway through the game, he was the starter. And I dropped O.J. Howard this week, finally, after holding him all year. And he gets a gigantic game, two touchdowns. And I dropped Kenny Stills this week. I dropped those three, and he had two touchdowns. So I dropped a quarterback, which it, luckily it turns out Jeff wasted his money on him because he's not starting this week. Uh, Kenny Stills and two two-touchdown guys. This is a 14-team, two-tight end league.
1: And Superflex, so two-quarterback, $12,000 payout. So, yeah, people need to understand the context. About as deep as it gets, there's just nothing on the waiver wire. Yeah, those are those are some frustrating drops for you watching it all unfold Sunday, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, but the good thing is I still won easily, and I'm playing Funston, who's got a terrible team. Knock on wood, I don't want to jinx myself. So I should be okay. You know, if I win that, then I'll be 6-2. and two. I've got major problems at quarterback because Cutler got hurt, and I, all I have is Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton's not even good, it turns out. So... Uh, I don't know how good my team is. I don't, I'm kind of dubious that Andrew Luck's ever going to come back. I'm starting to think that they know he's not coming back, but they're just lying.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's tough. At least he has a good matchup this week, although they could get such a lead that it, they might not have to throw at all Andy Dalton. But, but anyway, all that matters, especially this year, it's a, I'd say it's the biggest battle of attrition than ever. That's why I was frustrated. Like I lost o- Odell Beckham. And um, I don't have the greatest team in that league, but like just make the playoffs more than ever, you know, and just let those two, three weeks go where they may. I mean, so many people have lost first round picks either through horrible play or injury. I feel I just feel like just make make the playoffs this year more than ever and just see see what happens.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. This, This year is such a joke. It's like you're who you draft. It doesn't even matter. I'm in like first place in one league where. I had like I was on auto draft and I got Aaron Rodgers and Michael Crabtree and all these guys who sucked Isaiah Crowell who I didn't want before I was able to seize control of the draft. Basically, it was this Yahoo deal that we had and Shannon was supposed to like log out but he didn't and so like I couldn't make oh. any moves and he wasn't there until like I couldn't get reach, reach him to like the fifth pick maybe it's that's like, like in fourth place but it's like that team's horrible. I lost Aaron Rodgers you know Isaiah Crowell. But it doesn't really matter. Like it's just you just make a bunch of pickups. You it's really not even season long pickups. You just make a pickup for that week. You know you just make a pickup for the matchup. I was I was writing up about the quarterbacks. It's like there's four quarterbacks, and you know even now I wouldn't sh- start Deshaun Watson this week at Seattle. But there's Watson, there's Breeze, there's Brady, and there's Wentz. Every other quarterback to me is in this bucket of streaming them to use them during the right matchups like there's nobody else I trust at quarterback I don't even I don't want a quarterback for the rest of the year I want three quarterbacks that I toggle between like I don't it hasn't the name on the quarterback's jersey has mattered less than ever this year
1: yeah yeah I, I couldn't argue with you there although I did just make a trade for us I don't know if you saw in league of leagues for one argument I would I would throw at you is, is Kirk Cousins I mean he's been pretty pretty damn good
0: Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's a fourteen-team one QB league. Obviously, in a QB flex, I would trade for a QB in a heartbeat. But um, it's fine. I, you know, you're you're making moves. I'm just glad you're not uh, asleep at the switch like you usually are.
1: Well, we're in a weird position there because we're three and four, and probably you know underdogs to make the playoffs. And we haven't. We've had some losses, uh, but um, I mean losses with our injuries and whatnot. But we definitely needed a, a glaring need at quarterback with Simeon there. So so now we have Cousins. And quietly, I I just looked at it. I'm like, you know what? This isn't, again, a 14-team league. Listen to our team. Cousins, Mark Ingram. Remember, we traded for Hilton a while ago. He looks like an absolute massive guy. I picked up Aaron Jones weeks ago. (laughs) Okay, And then the receivers, A.J. Green, Brandon Cooks, Chris Hogan, and then the flex. This actually looks bad, but Jordy Nelson. I mean, that's 14-team league. Again, Cousins, Mark Ingram, Aaron Jones. Ah, uh, Jared Cook because Greg waiting for Greg Olson to come but back. Jared Cook's not bad. So He's not terrible. Yeah. No, that's good. I I, I think we'll get it. We just, just and even to... have Alfred Morris stored too if you know Ezekiel gets suspended. Whatever. Anyway, that's really not bad, right? For a fourteen team no, league. I no, mean, it's a good yeah, team. Okay. No,
0: I, I think just you know stay the course, man. If we can get to like six and five, seven and five, you know, and just sneak in as like the sixth seed, we can win it.
1: Yeah. So that's what um that's what I was thinking, and a couple other things real quick there. Uh, it's funny. These other guys came to us, uh, and and I just kind of looked at Vlad Sedler, and they're they're like in in last place. I went and kind of offered Cousins instead of Carr. You you definitely prefer Cousins over Carr, right? Oh, definitely. Okay, and I offered him the same. And, and I love season. Cousins this week. I love them this week. Right, exactly. And the bias behind him too. I like that too. So, um, and so I offered a bunch of Fab in NBA. And um, that's because we I don't know if you you probably haven't looked. But it's obviously very early, but we're currently in second place in, in NBA 14 right. team league. And that's with Kawhi Leonard and Chris Paul not playing yet.
0: Right. But Chris Paul's out a while, isn't he?
1: Yeah, but still, I mean, those are like our two best players or, or actually we have cousins. Sorry, Boogie. But still, Paul, uh, Kawhi and Paul were our, literally in the League of Leagues draft of every sport, our number one round pick and number three round pick. And they haven't even played yet, essentially. I mean, Paul played a half or whatever, and we're in second place. Like, my point is, we're loaded, so I felt like we could afford to give up some fab, is my point.
0: Right. But, I mean, I wouldn't worry about a week's worth of stats, you know, to be, tell be, them anything. I mean, the was, team's
1: sick. The team's sick. Oh, it is? Okay, good. Yeah. We don't have Ben Simmons, do we? No, I wish. Yeah, that, what a fun player to own. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, yeah he's the real deal.
0: All right. You got anything else for me before we hit these games?
1: Um, no, the trade. Oh, the Astros. Uh, happy to see them knock off your Yankees. I Ugh, got my bet. So bad. 15 to 1. Made it in March. You know, pays off $4,000. And last night, you know, can't say it's unexpected. Kershaw, I never bought into the whole couldn't pitch in the postseason. But that, the Dodgers are tough. I mean, they have a way better bullpen. It's gonna be. I hedged a little. I'll, I'll break even at worst. Maybe I should even go a little bit more Dodgers, but it's always tougher to hedge, obviously, when the team you're betting on uh, are, are favorites. You know, ideally, the team I bet on six months ago would be favorites now. But it's so, I, you know, I, I didn't go too much there. But, but anyway, go Astros. Root for me. No one wants to see the Dodgers win anyway.
0: So you know, you know, it's kind of funny. You know, Larry Schechter in our industry, um, his nephew is Alex Bregman, right? So he's on Twitter.
1: I got that. Yeah.
0: And. Bregman homered off of Sale and Kershaw this postseason. I mean, imagine if your nephew like I have a niece who plays tennis. She's like 12, and she's like pretty good at tennis. You know, and I'm like, proud of that. I'm like, yeah, my niece. She's really good at tennis. The likelihood if she keeps with it, the, her rest of her life, she'll get like a, a small scholarship. Like not even like a, right, you know, right. I mean, most likely, won't even be as good as Heather. Right, like Heather was a, a star college player. That's like the best I can do with my family. This dude's nephew just went deep off of Sale. And Kershaw in the same postseason.
1: That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's legit.
0: Like the dude hit a home run off of Kershaw in the World Series.
1: I was gonna say in, in the World Series too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. And it's, it's pretty ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that is ridiculous. I, hopefully, it's a good series though. And I, obviously, I have some strong rooting interest tonight. So yeah, nothing have, else for me. Do you have any? Do you have any hot takes on like Halloween coming up? Uh, I mean, that's really. I'm 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 out of storylines. No, no, no,
0: no. Uh, Sasha wants to do some Halloween stuff, but like here they kind of do it. I'm kind of glad to be out of the states you know stuff your kid full like dog shit candy and chemicals (laughs) and shit i'm just like i don't i don't need that ritual i mean i did it when i was a kid it was fine you know we did it in la for her when she was a little bit younger but i don't i don't miss it so
1: yeah i actually live in a neighborhood with a ton of kids for like the first time and when i usually it's never been quite the i live like a gated community with it is full of kids and uh, I actually kind of enjoy passing out and being the guy who who loads up on candy and full candy bars and being that guy who. And my wife always yells at me because first of all, candy is so marked up this time of year. If you buy it, and I'm like giving up handfuls, and the doorbell rings every like 20 seconds, and I usually run out within an hour so. How how much I, I just, how like, much money worth of candy do you usually give out? You think? Probably like 50 to 70 dollars, probably. Oh,
0: that's a lot. 70 bucks.
1: Yeah, those bags are like 20 bucks a piece, and I buy at least three, four of them. Yeah, it's yeah probably. Probably too much, but uh, now, now Chloe's a little older and we'll take Mason around. So maybe I'll only do that for a little bit and then, you know, we'll walk around ourselves this year. Very exciting. Yes. Very. Yes. This is, this is what I have to look look forward to. Anyway, let's talk to, let's talk some football. Um, We got a, a London game. What? A bunch of buys this week, right? Six. So, so fewer games to, to go by. What about the London game? Well, we have one this week.
0: Yeah. But what's the, what do you mean? There's fewer games to go by.
1: I'm saying there are six buys this week, correct? Six buys. There's 13 games. Yeah. The 11 yeah. game doesn't make any difference, though, does it? What does no, it no, like? no. I guess not. I'm just saying there is one of, uh, you know, to note that that's a neutral field is what I'm saying, just just to point out. But, yeah, I, I kind of like the 6.30 a.m. games, actually, because I, I don't sleep in like I used to having to take my daughter to school, you know, three days a week. So I, I, don't, I actually don't mind a standalone game at 6.30 in the morning.
0: For me, it's in the after, early afternoon, but it's too much football. I mean, uh, the, the good thing is I watch the late game the next day, right? So I'll, I'll probably just skip the start of this and then just fast-forward it. You know? So i will like, take me like an hour and a half to watch this one, 40 minutes to watch the night game, and then six hours. It's about the most I can tolerate. You know, I used to do 12 hours. And I could see, like, if you were with your buddies and you had, like, a bong and, and some beers and some food, like, you could probably kill 12 hours doing it. But, you know, I, I just can't sit on the couch for 12 hours. I just can't do it anymore.
1: Yeah, one thing I, I, I understand that. Well, one thing I don't like, though, is the uh, the afternoon games, uh, just two of them. That's, yeah. I hate that. hate that. It's frustrating. But anyway, let's, let's go. Okay. All right. What's up first?
0: Thursday night, Dolphins plus three at Ravens. I went back and forth on this. I initially had the Ravens, but then I just thought about it. I was like, you know what? The Dolphins are a better team. The Ravens suck. I mean, they're just unwatchably bad. The Dolphins are the better team. They're getting points. Usually, I take the home team on Thursday. But I switched it up, took the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, I mean this is exactly what the spread should be. I mean, if I were to predict it, it'd be what twenty to seventeen Ravens, the home team, the short week, and that's the over/unders thirty-seven, awful game in in a standalone prime time. Matt Moore is ostensibly going to be an upgrade for Miami, but I did take Baltimore. I know their their offense has just been pathetic. It was nearly 140 passes before Flacco finally threw a TD. And it was on the final play of the game last week. So Go they're they're terrible. I wouldn't I wouldn't fight for this one. But I, I just you know took took the home team in the short week. But this is exactly what the spread should obviously be.
0: Yeah, I was gonna do it, but I just you know I don't know what it is. The Ravens they have like a mystique. Like Harbaugh is good, and their defense is always good, and they're better at home, and all
1: that's they can true. get Ran on actually, they can get ran on.
0: I know, and they're just terrible. I mean, if you watch them, I just I just was like, you know what? I don't want to take them anymore. I'm done uh vikings pl- uh,
1: minus nine and a half
0: versus the browns in london who'd you go with here
1: i held my nose and took the browns but then i was all I, I didn't want to change it because i already had it written down to send you staff picks but i actually feel less confident that kaiser's starting this game but it's a lot of points for 38 over under and who knows in the neutral field but um i, I don't feel strongly at all but i, I took the points what about you I took the Vikings and I feel pretty good about it. Um, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, if you if you wanted to, to to use that, I could be talked into. It's definitely one that, again, hearing Kaiser starting really made me strongly consider switching.
0: I'll give you a couple other reasons. Uh, you know, Joe Thomas out for the year with yep. the try. I mean, that's their that's their best player on the team. Yep. yep. and now Miles Garrett is in the concussion protocol. <laughs> yeah, so he may play, but that's you know, it's just they're not they're in bad shape, and the Vikings are just not the place for Deshaun Kaiser to get it together. You know, I don't know. It just seems like this is going to be an ugly game.
1: I have no argument here. If you want to use that, we can.
0: I mean, you know, it is nine and a half, but on a neutral field, which is a pretty big line. Uh, Bears plus nine at Saints. Who'd you take here?
1: The Saints. Um, I like, uh, you know, buying or selling the the Bears after what they've done recently. I mean, they're just playing hide the quarterback. I do think Jordan Howard uh, could have a nice game here. But uh, the Saints are Quietly kind of good. They, they do give up yards per carry, like I said, Jordan Howard, but their pass defense isn't the worst. Uh, they're running the ball. I love that duo with Ingram and Kamara. And Breeze hasn't even gone off yet. But at home, uh, I, I think this could get ugly. I, I really like the Saints in the, this game, actually.
0: I took the Saints. I don't feel that strongly about it, but I'm kind of on your I – mean, you can't hide the quarterback in New Orleans. You could do it if Cam totally shits himself and the, and your you know defense scores two touchdowns, fine. It'll work, but it's not going to work in New Orleans. So I, yeah,
1: the Bears I, the Bears have a pretty stingy – I mean, a good, a good defense. They're not a total doormat, but can you imagine if they get down 10-0 early on in this? I mean, that could get ugly.
0: Yeah, and also, like, the Bears' defense has been good, but they've beaten – they've played some pretty mediocre offenses, right? It's so easy to say, oh, this defense is pretty good. Look what they've done the last three games. And they get lit up in the fourth game, and you're like, ah, I guess it was just okay. You know, it's not like I'm – not, I'm not sold yet on the defense. And, yeah, I, I just don't see them – scoring a lot of points. All right, well, I'll consider this one. I, I didn't feel strongly about it because it is a pretty big line, and uh, yeah. the Saints also are not the high-flying team even at home that they used to be. Like, they're more of a running team. Their defense isn't quite as bad, so it's not like a, a shootout game necessarily. It could be, you know, 20 to 13 or something like that. That That's the risk.
1: You know, one thing I'll give you credit, you were a little bit more down on Michael Thomas than than the general consensus entering in the year, saying he wasn't very explosive or fast, and He's been fine. I mean, I wouldn't call him a bust or anything, but here we are entering week eight, and he's been fully healthy, and so is Breeze, and he's yet to reach 90 receiving yards in a game.
0: Yeah, he just... He just you know, the thing is, it, the only way a guy like that can be super valuable and earn like a late first-round draft status is if he either catches like 110 right, so. passes, and the Saints never do that they never target one guy that much and you know historically the highest number of targets for a while since breeze got there was marcus colson with like 143 and jimmy graham got 149 one year you know no one's you know 11 or 12 guys got 150 targets last year or two years you know it's not like nobody in 10 years with the most prolific passing offense of all time has ever been like a ridiculous target guy and the other way to get it is the way des bryant would he'd get 140 targets but he'd catch like 16 touchdowns and could Thomas do that? Well, he has a size, but the Saints also don't, they don't force it to one guy in the red zone either. Maybe Graham that one year, he had 16 touchdowns. So it was like, what's he really going to do? It's the same thing with Keenan Allen. What's Keenan Allen going to do? It's like, what's he really going to do? Is he going to beat anyone deep? No. Is he going to get red zone targets? Not really. So what are you going to do? He's got to stay healthy and, and end up getting 10, 10 plus targets a game. It's just a, it's just a really big ask for a guy who's not that athletic.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. All right. What's next?
0: All right. Falcons minus four and a half at Jets. I uh, I took the Jets. I, I'm not like in love with it, but because I, it's so... Contr- I had to do a double take, actually. When I first saw this line, I was like, wait, minus four and a half? Like, it couldn't be plus four and a half. So I checked a different site. I was like, this might be an error. I, I thought this would be like Falcons pick them at Jets or Falcons minus one and a half at Jets or something like that. I literally did a double take, but then I started thinking, Oh, when you feel this way, then it's, it's you know, that's the other side comes in, but I had to take the Jets.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you, but um, I, I made the Jets my best bet. I didn't, I didn't think too, too much further than just why is this line the way it is? I mean, I, I guess I get buying the Falcons coming off looking so bad in primetime or whatever, but they have to travel after playing late Sunday night. They just, something's fundamentally wrong. I mean, Scarsesian or whatever, the offensive coordinator. I mean, running an end around on fourth and one from the from the half-yard line to a with, small with, gadget player.
0: Yeah, with a 160-pound player. I don't know if we talked about this on the XM show, but I know we couldn't have because we haven't been on since that happened. But, like, the, the whole reason to run the ball with Taylor Gabriel is that if he does get five yards past game. the line, a it could yeah. be an 80-yard touchdown. But when you're at the half-yard line, there's no upside to him being the way he is. The, the whole thing isn't... There's no advantage to him, and he weighs 165 pounds. Basically, if, if there's no one there, anybody could run through, and if there's someone there, he's the least likely to get through. It was it was the worst play call of all time.
1: Yeah, I have some USC fans who are not surprised with Sark's play calling. They, he, they were not fans when he was there um previously but uh, i just something just looks broken i mean what is matt ryan have seven touchdowns through six games or whatever six I, picks and six picks Here, here's,
0: yeah. here's here's my theory you know there's the super bowl hangover all you know the panthers last year when they lost the super bowl were really bad a lot of teams when they lose the super bowl have a an off year the next season it's you know some of it's just regression but some of it's also like you know it's hard to get up for it it's a devastating loss but when you look at the hangover that the Falcons had this isn't just like oh I had 12 beers and I you know woke up with a hangover this is like I had 20 shots at the company Christmas party then I vomited in front of everybody I drunk dialed my ex-wife it's like I it's waking up with the worst hangover of all time this isn't just an ordinary hangover I mean it is truly the worst loss in NFL I'm going to say that Super Bowl collapse was the worst loss in NFL history and so how do you expect them to sort of pick up the pieces and just build it from scratch? And they're not the same team. They're not as good. Of course they were going to regress. They had one of the greatest offenses of all time. So how are they going to pick up the pieces? Like, it's just not, it's not humanly possible. They just, they just need to grieve the loss, which might take them, like, a while. You know, this is the, as a kid, you dream of being in the Super Bowl. This is it. And they just fucking totally blew it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're facing a New England team, obviously, revenge game, the narrative street, but they also, you know, the, the Patriots are the first team ever in NFL history to allow six straight games, a 300-yard passer. I mean, of course, they're going to scheme better and improve. There's no question that Belichick's going to make them play better, but, I mean, Atlanta didn't even come close to getting that until uh, the New England went kind of a shell, prevent defense, and that's finally when Atlanta made that long drive at the end that, that was just more time-consuming than anything else, and there's there's just something wrong here I don't know what to make of it the Jets meanwhile are two and one at home usually in every game their one home loss was to those Patriots and it was within a score they haven't recorded one sack by their defensive line which is kind of crazy but McCown's playing really well I mean I, I like him in DFS this week is a cheaper play I think they could win this game outright easily so um, maybe it's just too obvious and the contrarian play is Atlanta gets its shit together and you know has their best game of the year but to me this is the best bet and we're using it All right. I'll just
0: give you one thing. I I was a little nervous about it, and I was like, why did Vegas do this? Then I looked up Massey Peabody. Where do the Falcons rank in the Massey Peabody power rankings? Do you happen to have a guess? Mm, We'll say 10th. They're third. New England's first, then Pittsburgh, then Atlanta. They're ahead of Philly. They're ahead of KC, ahead of Seattle.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, the Jets, I mean, McCown before that horrible interception at the end, I mean, they, they've just remained competitive and you get an indoor team playing outdoors in New York. I don't know. I think this I, I don't. As you said, your natural instinct was what in the world? Why is this right. spread? Okay, so the avoided. Jets
0: they have as the one, two, three, four, fifth worst team and yeah. the Falcons is the third best. So <laughs> huh? I just say I'm not you know, they don't they're not the be all end all, but I'm saying the advanced metrics are driving this line. And that, you know, that's, why, that's what's driving this slide. I, I also took the Jets, and I'm not going to change my pick. Okay. I'm just saying let's just think twice if, before we use it. I'm not saying we can't use it. I'm just saying just think twice. Okay. Panthers plus two at Bucks. Um, I took the Panthers. I think their defense is good. I think it's one of these games where it'll go back and forth, and, you know, it'll, it'll be a close game. But I, I'd rather take the underdog, and uh, I, I think the Panthers' defense is better, and I think Cam bounces back.
1: Yeah, it's probably the time to buy them. I took the bucks, but it's just such a sucker because they they're begging you to because it's under three. So I probably just fell for that. I mean, they're two evenly matched teams. So if I went, uh, uh, went over their schedules before the season, I'd just say, ah, the home team will win this game. And now that the fact that they're pretty much who we thought they were, to, you know, kind of, and it's less than three, I just took the, the home team. But I, I certainly don't feel strongly about it.
0: Yeah, the Panthers went into Chicago last week, had 295 yards. The Bears had 153.
1: Yeah, 21st so, downs to five.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, they're the Panthers are a good team. The Bucks, I'm not sure.
1: But what about the Bucks going into Buffalo who had allowed two passing touchdowns and then Winston throws three?
0: Yeah, I'm not really buying Buffalo being a good team, though. I, I think that was a 50-50 game. I actually took the Bucks last week. I think Panthers are a much better team.
1: All right, yeah. Again, I wouldn't fight that. I mean, okay. uh, Panthers actually do have a really strong defense, too. I mean, that, that was just a crazy – I mean, the, what, a rookie – now, not only was he a rookie, but he was the first player in NFL history, that Eddie Jackson, to, to have two defensive touchdowns go for 75 yards or more in the same game ever. Yeah. Pretty crazy. And, and Mitch Trubisky,
0: I think, was the third player ever to win a game throwing fewer than, like, you know, seven or fewer passes. And I think all three players who did it, Tebow and somebody else, were John Fox players.
1: Like, yeah, the receivers crazy. had one target on the day, and Tanner Gentry hauled it in for eight yards.
0: Yeah, I made a joke about that. <laughs> I said only one receiver landed a catch, Tanner Gentry. I know. It's hilarious. All right. 49ers plus 13 at Eagles. I took the Niners, man. I I think like this is enough points. The Eagles just won a big emotional division game Monday night, short week. Niners seem to show up. They got crushed last week, but they seem to show up. Usually they don't get daunted by, oh, we have to go to Seattle. We have to go to some tough place to play. So I took the points.
1: So I, I've been, this is by far the best team I've been is my 49ers this year. And last week I told you to lay the points. Right, and you, That was wrong. You. I was wrong. That, that,
0: uh, one, was, that one, I really ahead. knew I was wrong. Like I was like, eh, I picked it. I picked the Niners, but I had a Cowboys feeling that one. I I betrayed myself.
1: This one. I don't feel as strongly, but I am laying the points again. This Philly team. I, I, when I first saw it, I thought it was like 10 and a half and 13 is a pretty big spread. Um, and Beathard's going to play better, I'm sure. And, and, and the Eagles lost some some defensive players there. They can be beat on the outside. So maybe like Marquise Goodwin or something makes a yeah. big play here. He's kind of an interesting, cheap DFS guy. He's getting targeted more than people realize lately. But this Eagles team is just legit, legit. Where does Massey Peabody have them? They're, I mean, Wentz is what, the MVP so far in the NFC? Um, it's hard to argue with what he's doing. He's fourth right
0: behind. He's, they're fourth right behind uh, the Falcons.
1: Yeah, so the San Francisco has to travel and now play a 10 a.m. body clock game. And I just really believe in the Eagles. I would fire them up as the number one maybe defense of the week. And uh, no, yeah. just, I, I, I mean, don't, I don't know. I, I'm laying the points.
0: Yeah, I took the points. I think, I think this will be just more competitive than people think. But I'm not strong on it. Uh, Raiders plus two and a half at the Bills. You are wrong about the Raiders every single time. You, I'm right about the Raiders every single time.
1: Oh, well, I was wrong again. Thursday night, we had—I uh, mean, I—I I, I had the the Chiefs.
0: <laughs> didn't we make so. a twenty-dollar bet on like the Chargers Broncos last week? By the way,
1: I don't know. I we, gotta we, made, keep, we, we gotta keep. We gotta mark we, this down. I think we made a bet last week. Okay. Well, I'll trust you. I, that's well, fine. No, no, I, I mean, well,
0: I can. I'll have to listen to that shit. I don't want to listen right. to the whole fucking podcast. But, but
1: usually I'll, we send. Usually we send each other emails. Maybe I, we I didn't. Maybe we didn't. Maybe I made a bet with Jeff instead. Okay. But I thought yeah. I made a bet
0: with you. Anyway, whatever. It's,
1: it's not that much. I, I'm going to be wrong again, I'm sure, but I'm taking Buffalo. They do have a few extra days to prepare. but the, And they played really well lately You're in wrong. these 10 a.m. body clock You're games, right. Oakland. So, again, maybe I'm falling for the sucker. You're wrong. The Ra- Raiders three. are going to win this game.
0: This is one okay. of those games that whoever has the ball last is going to win. Like, Probably. Oh yeah. it's just going to yeah. be like back and forth, back and forth. And you want the points in that situation. Because if the game is like, so I have it Raiders 27-26. But let's say, let's say the Raiders are winning by one and it's the Bills who have the ball last they'll win on a game-winning field goal, win by two. If, if it gets one of those odd scores, you're lucky if it goes to overtime. It doesn't matter who you have. But if it's – well, I guess if it's a tie, it would matter. Safety. Well, I mean, safety. Uh, yeah, I mean, safety is pretty unlikely. But, like, with a 10-minute overtime, a tie is actually, like, plausible these days. But, yeah. but what I'm saying is that it, it always happens that they st- – you know, especially if someone misses an extra point or something happens and the, the score gets to be a one- or a two-point score, the teams start playing for those field goals. So a team will take the go-ahead field goal – and then they'll drive, and they'll just go for the field goal, not the touchdown, to win it. And then you're screwed, and you you know you're you're the team that doesn't have the points. So give me the. Well, and sword.
1: and also these past few years, you know, more extra points obviously getting missed too creates more right. you know far more likely that it used to be always three, four, seven the key numbers. You know, with with the 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 greater likelihood of a missed extra point creates these opportunities that, as well.
0: That is a really good point, and also the two point conversion that used to you know years ago not be you yeah. know in play. So. That's a really good point, actually. I, I didn't really think of that. The key numbers are not quite as valuable and important as they were before.
1: And thankfully for your Giants, a two-point conversion didn't exist, right? Um, back with Hostetler, that was a 2019 game in which the Bills you know, didn't have the opportunity, right?
0: Yeah, in, in the, uh, what, in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. All right,
1: so I, you you feel strong about the Raiders? I mean, you want to go to bat for that? For the, for the I Arizona? could.
0: We'll we'll talk about it at the end. We'll, we'll
1: okay. consider it. Okay. I'll mark them down as possibility. Okay.
0: All right. By the way, it's funny that feedback, like we get subscriber feedback, like why people are subscribing to RotoWire, and some one of them mentioned this podcast. And by the yeah, way, you gotta, if you
1: yeah, if you, yeah like, you buried the lead here. You should have let wait, off. Wait, wait, but, wait, wait.
0: i yeah, I should have let off with that, but I just remembered it now. i have just been like so swamped today and stressed with shit that I don't uh I didn't really uh, write any notes for this podcast. Like I usually take hours worth of extensive. Oh, prep, sure, prep
1: it, it shows.
0: You know, So people sign up you, if you want to, if you enjoy it, com slash pod. It is totally free for 10 days. You don't need a credit card. Anyway, somebody got the message, t- took the trial, liked the site, and signed up. And when he signed up, he explained why he signed up. It was Chris List and Dalton Dell Dodd ATS Pick Podcast. I like Dalton, but Chris is a pompous ass and very passive-aggressive toward Dalton. Yet I subscribed anyways. Good work. I <laughs> appreciate that. You know... I'm not passive-aggressive. I'm actively aggressive. Actively. I, I, I don't like – I really hate passive-aggressive. A lot of people are really passive-aggressive. You ask you know, someone that you, know, you work with to do something, and they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe. You know, like, sort of like, well, are you going to do it or not? Like, just fucking tell me if you're going to do it. If you say no, then just fucking say no. Don't be like, yeah, that's passive-aggressive. It's like trying to annoy you and defy you in like, passive ways. But if you just insult somebody and demean them at every turn, that's not passive. it's actively aggressive. So I take issue with that. Otherwise, I totally agree with the uh, sentiment expressed by the subscriber. Thank you for subscribing. Again, retowire.com slash pod. It's free for 10 days. All right. Colts plus 10 at Bengals.
1: Uh, I took the points, even though obviously the Bengals could be a, a really strong defensive fantasy play this week and I'll go back to the well with Joe Mixon, who remains cheap in DFS. And I I love the matchup. And I I can't believe he got so few carries against Steelers. So I think he could have a big game. Um, But I don't know. Are are the Bengals good, though? Offensive line still shaky. Giving 10 points does seem like a lot to a team that typically remains fairly competitive, although they really got dominated by the Jags, um, whose defense is on pace to have the most sacks ever. So that Jags defense is legit, legit. But I took the points. Didn't love it either way. What about you?
0: They Well, they have the most sacks because they sacked the Colts 10 times last week.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. That helps. That, that's a little. So yeah. the
0: Bengals will get like six. No, I, I laid the points. They're going to blow them out. This is this is like the easiest game they could possibly have. It's coming at the right time. The Bengals are going to just smoke them. I don't know why. You it's
1: took funny. It's funny when you brought that game up, I had to look at my stat picks. And I'm like, who did I go with here? You know, it was one of those that I didn't even feel strongly about that I had to look. And I'm like, so if you want to use them, I'm totally okay with that.
0: Only a nutless monkey has so little conviction in his own picks that he would do something like that.
1: Yeah, well, that, I've been, that's what I'm accused of, yeah. weekly, so, okay.
0: All right, Chargers plus seven and a half at the Pats. I took the Chargers. I just felt like the Pats' defense has played a little bit better, but the Chargers' defense has also played better, and the Pats' offense, to me, is not... I, like, I kind of think the Eagles' offense is more of a well-oiled machine than the Pats' offense right now. It just seems to move the ball more crisply. The Pats do the stink and dunk stuff. They sometimes try to throw a deep ball to Cooks, but it just doesn't seem really in rhythm. And uh, I think the Chargers, D, I think the Chargers travel well. They'll show up for this game and the Patriots will win 24-20. And I took the points.
1: Did you say, did you use seven and a half is what you used? Yeah, that was the one I got. Yeah, so there's more sevens now. I took the I took the Pats, but I hated this one. This was my biggest coin flip. This is the one I have no feel for, but seven and a half might've even been enough for me to change it. Let me ask you something uh, DFS-wise, because these are both, Exact same price. What which combo do you in in, in a couple sites? Which site? Uh, which which combo do you do? You, would you prefer Rivers and Hunter Henry, or Cousins and Jordan Reed? Cousins Reed. Okay. All right. But, by uh, by a but, lot or is it close? no? Oh. I
0: mean, it's I, there's no way I could say by a lot. But I, okay. I I just think this Patriots Chargers game is going under, so I, I don't think it's going to be a real high flying game.
1: Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm OK. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Chargers, Chargers are the team you always want to take when they're dogs by seven and not favored by seven. I mean, they're, so I, I could see it. And, and Rivers is obviously Rivers is, is pretty good. So and, and who knows if New England that was just a one week facade facing the Falcons or if their defense really turns back into a joke again. So no, I, I, I think
0: see. the defense is OK. I just think that it's going to be a tight game. It's just both teams are going to show up. It's going to be a good game. It's not going to be obvious. And Rivers will throw a pick or take a set, you know, do something wrong at the end, and the Patriots will win, they'll g- escape with a win. You know what's funny, though? It's like it doesn't really matter what you think. Like, so let's say you're, gonna, you're in a DFS tournament, and I don't give a shit about cash games, really. You just could load up on this game if you wanted, right? You could go Rivers, Keenan Allen, and Henry or whatever, Gordon, Henry, and Rivers or something, and then go with, like, Brandon Cooks and Dion Lewis or whatever. This game could be 41-40, and it's like, it doesn't matter if I think it's going to go under. It just matters that it, it could go over. For DFS tournaments, it doesn't even really matter what side of the spread you have or anything. It just matters if there's some plausible scenario that you can right. see. You know, it's like, when you're like, who would you rather have in DFS? It's like, probably like the right answer is whoever's lesser owned. Because the yeah, chances yeah. that this game goes super high or the, or the Redskins-Cowboys, it's probably a little more favorable for the Redskins-Cowboys. The over-under is a little bit uh, higher than that, but it's marginal. Like, the chance is like 2% difference.
1: No, that's no, that's obvious. Yeah, I mean, great point, but yeah, of course, less lesser ownership is is, is the, really is, the answer. Right. It doesn't really yeah.
0: matter. Like, it's just it's two people who could go off. That's all that matters.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right.
0: So Texans plus five and a half at Seahawks. This is my best bet. I think I'm going to take the Seahawks. I just feel like Deshaun Watson beat up on a lot of shitty defenses. The Chiefs, by the way, are not a good defense. If you look at their numbers, the Browns are bad against the pass. The Patriots are very bad against the pass. The Titans are mediocre. That's who Deshaun Watson beat up on. You know, week one, obviously he split with Savage, and the play was barbaric against the Jaguars. That's for Ted Bell, that joke. And then uh, week two, they played the Bengals, and the Bengals have a good pass defense, and Watson didn't do anything except run for a touchdown. Now, those were his first two games as a pro, game and a half, but all his damage came against shitty pass defenses. So I think in Seattle, I'd be very surprised if he has that kind of success, and I think Seattle is in their annual midseason season, Return to form, and Texas no clown, no Watt and no merciless. Clowney got hurt last game. I don't know if he's playing or not, and even look. But I think the Seahawks roll.
1: Cool. I didn't know which way you're going to go here, but uh, I too like Seattle. Houston is uh yeah they're coming off a bye, and Watson's been obviously one of the best starts in, in NFL history at the quarterback position. But that doesn't mean he's still not going to have his struggles. A little bit more game film on him in Seattle. The toughest still the toughest environment in the league. Um so I'm with you here and, and let let's use him. Yeah, as you said, Houston's defense banged up. Seattle always plays better for whatever reason the second half of the season. Looks like he had a connection with with, with Baldwin. I mean, Jimmy Graham. What what a nightmare last week. Come, dropped the ball in the end zone, dropped one wide open where he would have gained at least 40 yards. Who a touchdown
0: on that? There was nothing there. I mean, he was he was just standing there. It was like the O.J. Howard, the Giants against tight ends. Is, is so abysmal. They will not be denied. They, you know, Jimmy Graham was like, no, 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 I'm going to stop your streak. I'm not going to do it. And then, like, they the third time, finally, like, they got an easy fade to him. It's like they just don't cover the tight end. But I think Jimmy Graham has a touchdown in that long pass, not just a, not just yeah. a 40-yard catch.
1: Yeah, it absolutely might have been for sure. Yeah, I didn't see anyone in the screen, so that could have been. Um, so, no, yeah, so let's use Seattle. I'm with you here. All right.
0: Cowboys minus two and a half at Redskins. I honestly don't know why it's not plus two and a half. Like, it's not that that's like the hugest thing around a key number. But As we said, I mean, it's not three or minus three. But as we said, like that, because of the extra points and the two-point conversion and all that, sometimes that two and a half really matters. Like, if it's, if it's a one-point game and they're exchanging field goals, you know, there's no chance for the two-and-a-half-point dog to cover. I just think these are basically equal teams. Like, the the Redskins probably have the better defense, I would say. Cowboys have a slightly better offense, but the Redskins' offense is still pretty good. I, I would just take the Redskins at home.
1: Yeah, I did too. But I really could see this going either way. But I, I did take Washington as well. I don't. I don't know why they're underdogs. They're they're a good team. Uh, they're home, and uh, they, they've suffered some some injuries on defense. But then again, I think Josh Norman's going to be back for this, which obviously could be huge considering Dallas has just you know the Dez and no one else really. So, but um, Elliott started running well. Maybe the Niners just made him look good. But Prescott, the last three games, has just been crazy, crazy good numbers. But I'm with you. I took Washington home.
0: All right. Steelers minus three at the Lions. Who'd you go with here?
1: So this is a total sucker bet. You know, Steelers are the public team and it's prime time and and Ben is not good on the road and Detroit has a sneaky, decent defense. But I think Pittsburgh's defense is really, really good. Like maybe one of the three best units in the NFL and Stafford's garbage. So I I, I feel like you're going to want to be savvy. You think you're savvy if you're taking Detroit, but when this... When this game kicks off on primetime, you're going to be hating yourself if, you, if you're if you back in Stafford in that offense. So I, I took Pittsburgh. I did too.
0: I, I don't give a shit about Savvy. You know, I fucked up last week. I took the Packers at home. You know, the pack, you yeah, know, I was though, the
1: only one in staff Picks, right? Well, I was one of the five that went Saints.
0: I know. And, it, and I, I had a Saints feeling, but I was like, well, you know, sometimes you got to let go of the feeling. This is just so obvious, the way the line's moving. All that's crap. It doesn't matter. I agree with you. The Steelers have an elite defense Stafford is not good. Golden Tate is probably not playing. That's He's their, not. that's their yeah. best receiver. Abdullah's kind of garbage. I mean, for the Lions to win, Abdullah has to have like 150 yards because the Steelers can be run on and they have to control the game. Because the Steelers the Big Ben is terrible on the road. He throws all his picks. But I think the Steelers have wised up to that. And now they've just been running on Bell yep. thirty times a game and let Rothsberger like get into hitters counts and be a game manager. Yep. And Le'Veon Bell's so good that with the short pass catches and the runs, that that just you know lets Ben be mistake free. So if Ben throws two three picks, fine, the lines will cover. But if this is a normal game and the Steelers, I think, have kind of figured it out with defense and Bell, I think they win. I don't think the lines are very good.
1: And Le'Veon Bell's such a such a difference maker. I know that the common theme has been the past five years to be like running back doesn't matter, the most fungible position, and. Maybe that still is mostly true, but there are some outliers, and quite clearly Bell's one of them. And when he's on the field, he's just he's just flat out a difference maker at the position. So good. So do, w- do you want to use this one? Because uh, I'm on board. I would use it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, uh, what, just real quick, we have to touch on Martavis Bryant. You see, he was he's he said that he's going to be inactive for his social media outburst on this game in this game, demoted to the scout squad team today.
0: Yeah, I did hear about that, and I actually went on a little rant. Jeff disagreed on XM. Uh, he was being a nutless monkey about it. it the, the one thing that Bryant did badly, I think, was A, he threw Juju Smith-Schuster under the bus, which is unnecessary, uh, although I respect it. A real man does throw his teammate or colleague under the bus as often as possible, quite obviously. But seriously, that's not good. And then two, he skipped practice and called in sick. He called it sick on Monday, which is like, that's just weak. You know, like, obviously he's not sick. And and the the thing is, like, I don't know if you heard Mike Tomlin's press conference on it, but he, like, slapped him down like a boss. It was – I've never heard a more dismissive, autocratic statement from a coach. And it was just done with such disdain. Oh, you did hear it. He was like, you know, this isn't even – this this isn't even like worth my trouble, this this dude. Yeah. You know, like we're trying to burn this game. I'll deal with him. Yeah, you know, he just totally destroyed him.
1: You no, know, he wasn't just saying it too, it's how he said it, you know. Yeah. It was like yeah, I totally believed him that he really did feel that way.
0: Yeah, no, no, Mike Tallman, I mean he was a boss in that press conference. But I think even though that's exactly the type of guy you want if you're like the owner of the team and you want to control these players and you know, the corporate face, whatever, you want that kind of boss who people fear and nobody else is gonna fuck with ever again after he acted like that. But I'm kind of on Martavis Bryant's side. I don't think he handled it well. I don't think he should have gone to social media. I don't think he should have obviously called in sick, faked that, and disparaged his teammate. But if you're an elite talent in the prime of your career and you only have a small window to be that and the team, for whatever reason, isn't getting you the ball or letting you perform at this level, you know, I, I think it's reasonable to say, look, man, this obviously is not a good fit. I need to be able to do my thing in my life. This is what I dream of. I've got a short period of time to do it. If you're not going to let me do it, then can you please trade me? I think that is very reasonable. People say, well, that's selfish. It's not team first. It's like, fuck you. The NFL is fucking totally not looking out for the players. You know, the, the, the deal that they have with the Players Association is totally terrible. They can be cut. Um, there's no guaranteed contracts. You know, they fucked over the veterans who had concussions, and these guys had to take a shitty settlement because they're dying in the meantime, you know, waiting for the NFL, to, for the stuff to go through the courts. I mean, one thing after another, that the whole CTE thing, and that's been buried. I mean, they treat the players like garbage. If, if you're like, oh, I'm a team guy and I'll do whatever the team wants, you're a sucker. The NFL is not your friend. This, this really is a situation where, if it's your career and your paycheck and your ability to perform and enjoy the game and have joy of playing the game, being a mega talent, you should request a trade. And you sh- and you know, and they should be cool enough to trade you. Now they never will, especially now, because. They don't want to reward that. They don't. They want control of their players. It's like the same reason they'll never sign Kaepernick, they'll never trade Bryant. They never want to set an example that like, oh, well, you can get away with protesting. You can get away with acting selfish and, and wanting a trade. But I, I fully respect the right of players who, like the team is not serving them, fuck the team, honestly. If the team's serving you, great. It's a partnership that works for the time that it works. If you're Antonio Brown, be a team guy. Why? Because the team is making you rich and, and you're getting to showcase your skills. But if it's not, fuck them.
1: No, I hear you. Such a short window for your, you know, a career in this sport. But what a, what a crazy career, though. I mean, he comes into the league, he looks like the next Randy Moss. Then the off the field troubles for what I don't know how many a couple of mean, years.
0: Troubles. I mean, he he smoked some weed. You know what I mean? No, it's I like, know. Okay, it's, it's, off it's the like,
1: field it's, uh, uh, conduct in which got him suspended. Uh, right. Okay, is well, that better I for you?
0: He knew the rules when he smoked the weed, so it is his fault in that sense. But like, has he been? accused of being violent with women has he you know stolen stuff from people i mean he's not done any of that shit as far as i know right so yeah
1: you know no, but then and, then and then he then he comes gets his life to get a oh, quote unquote uh, nfl standards together meets all their criteria and then he and then he comes back and he's drafted as like a top 20 fantasy wide receiver this year which i thought was aggressive but i certainly recognize the upside and now he stays healthy and in good graces and is inactive just based on I don't know. Is, is, can he even call a performance? Uh, I, don't, I don't even know if he's no. not getting open or running in the wrong routes. I I couldn't tell you because he's never getting targeted.
0: No, no, no. He was in, he was active last week. He got like one target. He, he's going to be inactive. No, I, I'm this aware. Week. No, he,
1: he took an, he took a two yard rush in the first play of the game, and people right. thought i were going to give right. him the ball. No, I'm aware, but he's going to be inactive Sunday night. I'm saying. Yeah,
0: but not of because of no. it's because of his disparaging his teammate sure. on social media, and also because right because you know, of his frustration of lack
1: of performance is what yeah, I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I mean. He handled it really badly, and Tomlin handled it like a boss. But I'm very sympathetic to his point of view. If they're not playing you, just there's so many teams that need a receiver. You know, uh, the Bears just traded for Dontrell Inman of all people. Like, you don't <laughs> think they could use Martavis Bryant? I mean, come on. So you know, it's 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 unfortunate. The Steelers just say, you know what? And Tom was like, we invested a lot, meaning we waited while he baked himself out of the league for a year and a half. We're not going to fucking give him away. But a team could say, here's a second-round pick. How about now? And they'd be like, oh, good. we we, we were patient while he baked himself out of the league, and we got a second-round pick out of it. That would be a good deal. But no team will ever do that, even if they thought they really needed him to be a difference-maker, because they don't want to reward that. It's They need to dominate, destroy, break the spirit of the players to be individuals and control them. And... You know, letting people who smoke weed play or letting people who, you know, protest play or letting some guy who, you know, appears to be selfish and demands a trade, that's not going to fly. So it's very, you know, they even try to destroy, you know, Odell Beckham, at least the media did. The Giants were kind of pussies about standing up for him. You know, when he did like his meager things that he did, you know, so it, it's it's a it's a league that tries to squash any individuality or any sort of, they were, you know, they used to penalize celebrations until this year. You know, they just don't want, players even thinking that they're individuals you know they just want it to be sort of a military mindset of you do what you're told and you know it's this autocratic thing so i'm i'm very sympathetic to martavis brian
1: yep no doubt i i totally hear you on that um, all right last game monday night denver in kansas city this was the second toughest one for me kind of like the chargers new england for me if this game uh, i'm sure before the season started this would have been obviously the, the kc standard minus three um, I can see it both ways here. The Chiefs have the extra three days to prepare at home in prime time. Denver's defense. Uh, you know, I'm gonna actually lay the points here. Denver's defense is not quite as elite as it once was. No, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Simeon's playing hurt or or totally taking a step back in his development or both. I don't uh, know. But would you he say looks, he's devolved? I I, I would say <laughs> Simeon is has devolved. Uh, but uh, he looks looks bad. Uh, I don't I don't know what to make of this. But um. Uh, do you have a lean on this one? Do you feel strongly? I took
0: the Broncos. I didn't feel that strongly about it, but it's a division game. These teams know each other. The Chiefs' defense has quietly been terrible. I mean, they're they're near the bottom in YPA allowed and yards per carry allowed. No Eric Berry. Uh, they only had one turnover in the year. That fumble by Kareem Hunt on like the first series is the only yep. turnover they've had. They've lost their last two. You know, this is not the great team that we thought they were early on. Denver's so good against the run. If they bottle up Kareem Hunt, you know you're going to get Alex Smith. But Alex Smith has been very good. But this is a, a very high-level defense, high-level pass defense too. It's not going to be easy going. And I think Simeon, unless he's really, really injured, is going to be able to carve up the Chiefs' defense. It's not a very good defense. They do make some. They have playmakers. They can make sacks, picks, but they're not. They don't really stop people that well. Um, the only thing that gave me pause is Andy Reid extra prep not only did he play a thursday game last week but he gets the monday night this week so it's a really big right. spread of time but this is seven and a half like i i think the chiefs will win this game but the broncos are desperate they know them i think it's going to be a tight game
1: yeah, you're screwing around these halves and staff picks i mean you look at vegas insider almost all of them are even seven but all right anyway um, I, t-
0: I took you know i when i write the article which is when you're asleep because i'm in portugal and you're in uh west coast that, that's where those lines were. It just means I'm picking the right side of the line. You know, when the, when the line moves, <laughs> it means that I'm on the uh, – actually, it means I'm wrong. I think it actually yeah. means the opposite. But, you know, I don't give a shit which way the line moves. Last week, the Niners line moved all the way down to, like, four. The Saints line moved all the way down to four. All the line – you know, the Patriots line was like, was, like, four and a half, and that moved down to, like, three against the Falcons. So all the line movement that, you know, showed, oh, yeah, the sharp movement is coming in late. It was entirely wrong. Doesn't matter what the sharps think.
1: Yeah, no, I think I, I I totally agree with what you're saying there. But one weird thing that I did notice Sunday morning is is I believe the the Carolina game crossed the three threshold, which is rare. That that actually went less. That went under three to, to the Bears. So I don't know. Some sharps might have been onto that one. But for in general, Carolina you were right. Too,
0: that there'd be two defensive touchdowns. I mean, yeah, I Carolina know. Good. Outgained them two to one. I, I you know, I don't know, man. I, I think. I don't think if you if you got the bears be happy that you got the money but I wouldn't feel great about it.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. I um yeah, I don't feel strongly about that Monday night my, that Monday night game at, at all whatsoever. So, I don't I don't know if Simeon is a uh, just yeah. You're right about the 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 Chiefs though. I mean what the, what are they 7.8 YPA? That's yeah, that's I bet most people would consider them a strong defensive team but as far as turnovers, yes, that's that's largely random. But if there there is some cause there, and his name's Alex Smith, I mean, that's just been his whole career is being safe with the football.
0: Sure, but you know, not no one's that safe. It's been seven games; they've had one turnover. I mean, of course, like the fumbles
1: happen. Of and, course, right. Right. right
0: so, um, right, they should have a few more.
1: All right, right, right. let's go over fix picks. I I got three that I've jotted down. Okay. Okay. Um, so,
0: go ahead. So the three that we're definitely using are the Seahawks. Yep. Steelers, yep. And what? What's the third one?
1: Oh, I, I'm just gonna go to bat for the Jets. I, I'm gonna, I'll take I'll take responsibility.
0: Ugh, just don't fuck it up. All right. I don't like it. I'm a little nervous. And do, but
1: do you want the Bengals? I'll give you that one. Because you kind of talked me into that.
0: Yeah, I'll take the Bengals. I feel pretty good about it.
1: Okay, so we need one more, and the ones I kind of put question marks are Vikings, Saints, Raiders. I kinda of like the Eagles, but you like Niners, so I guess not. Okay, I don't so I love the
0: Niners. I mean, if you really want to go to bat for the Eagles, I would. I don't feel strongly about the Niners, but
1: I could do Saints. What about Saints? You think it's too big of a spread? Or you you want to go to bat for the Raiders?
0: I kinda of like the Vikings, but I've they've been my best
1: bet two weeks in a row and they've covered
0: both times. But the I don't know.
1: Kaiser's kind of so bad. Time. I mean Kaiser is so bad. And, and
0: the Vikings have a good defense. And the Browns have a good run defense. I mean, I guess Keenum could make it into an ugly sort of field goal fest type of game, you know, if the Browns' defense shows up. I kind of like the Vikings, Saints, Panthers, Raiders. I don't know. You pick between those four. They're all my team, so you pick.
1: Yeah, I do not want Panthers. Uh, I'm going to throw out Panthers, so throw out, throw out one.
0: I'll get rid of the Raiders.
1: So uh, Okay. Man, Saints so the, or Saints or, or Vikings. Vikings?
0: Pick, just get the right one. That's all I'm asking. You pick the right one. Uh,
1: man, I got to think about that. Uh, I'm leaning towards Saints, but what, uh, but you but you leaning towards Vikings, aren't you?
0: I was, but I, I I think the Saints are better. I would take the Saints, but I'm feeling Vikings.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we don't have to immediately put it in, but we'll. we'll,
0: we'll no, no. We got we to gotta close it out on this podcast. I, I really. Actually, last podcast, we chose the Redskins as our last pick, and I kind of wanted to email you and be like, no, we, we should just go with the, the Cowboys. You're right. Like, I almost emailed you, but.
1: Should have done that. I should have. Yeah. But then I was like, ah, I don't
0: want to fuck with it. You know, I don't want to turn it from. I didn't want to turn it from right to wrong. You know, that's like the worst. So
1: All right. We're going Saints then. Saints. Okay. Just fucking do All it. Right. Just get it done. All right. All, All right. right. Jets, Seahawks, Steelers. Bangle saint